When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Tuesday again, and that means that we have things to talk about. We have uh, topics, questions, uh, current happenings that we want to talk and rant and discuss. So welcome back to the Kolb Strong Power Podcast with myself and Katie. Hello. Hello again. You're bullshitting today. Another bullshit. All right. So uh, I don't want to waste too much time. I want to go ahead, just hop right into uh, talking about this previous week and all the happenings so let's go ahead yeah, and start out it was out. a busy week it was very yeah that's how we live i feel like there's just a lot happening very busy so what are we what are we starting with um well we can start with talking about your interviews this past week interviews so if you've been listening uh it's a, it's a very new happening uh we just started interviewing young and upcoming powerlifters so uh those that are in the junior division or younger uh, we've interviewed a total of four. Uh, that way we kind of get ahead on the matter. And that those episodes release on Thursdays. So I believe you all have heard uh, the interview with Owen Donahue, mm-hmm. which is a really good friend of mine. Uh, very, very smart, uh, knowledgeable individual. He teaches me things, you know, which is why I want to do this. Because, yes, we can learn from the pros. Yes, we can learn from those who have made it. But they all started out. Uh, as young and upcoming powerlifters, mm-hmm. so it's and it's a chance for them to get their name out there. And Owen, I think, if he sticks with it and stays healthy, is going to go very, very far. Yeah, and I think he's got like a really cool advantage that he's going to school for like sports science and stuff. So he's got that whole like education side of it as well as what he does in the gym he's got the knowledge of the body which is what i actually started to go to school for kinesiology i believe is how you pronounce it (laughs) went for two years couldn't pass my basics and dropped out because i don't have that part of my brain that allows me to perform uh basic math functions so then you put all of your energy into powerlifting and look where we are now well i also have to give a shit i didn't give a fuck about school anyhow so anyway yeah so owens is already out and then this week on Thursday, we'll have our first um, female interview. We'll go live, uh, Miss Harley Adamson. Harley Adamson, 19 years old. So just uh, look forward to uh, sharing that with you guys. Look for that episode mm-hmm. coming out on Thursday. Yeah. So let's, what's, what else do we got here? Cool. So then the other big thing, besides all the interviews this week, um, was the main event project and all the stuff that they did. That was an amazing 48 hours amazing week for uh, yeah. for the the first 48 hours not the tv show but the first 48 hours of uh the the main event project launching there was a petition that was passed around that went from 50 signatures to almost 3000 literally in the first 2 days yeah, it was... how many how many uh federations did we get on board for the six. weight classes six so far it's six and so I know far usapl or uspa is voting i guess in november apf is voting in november december i don't personally know why you got to vote on something that's so simple and basic yeah. but 
So yeah. for those that maybe not don't know, like tell them what Main Event Project is. Main Event Project is a movement uh, that we are uh, involved in. Not found, We're not co-founders or anything, but we are involved. We just have friends in it. We have friends are founding the Main Event Project uh, to get powerlifting up to date uh, on the female side of the sport. One of the main issues is the fact that the female weight classes do not match the men's. So the female weight classes are almost identical, up to 198. If you are 199, however, and a female, you are considered super heavyweight, which is extraordinarily unfair. That forces women to have to make these awful weight cuts. If you're super strong at 210 or 215, but you want the weight advantage, you got to cut 10 or 15 pounds to make the 198s. Why can't the women have... 220, 242, 275. Why? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. There's people that oppose it, think it's crap, and a lot of them are men, and that makes no fucking sense to me because the the female weight classes are not going to affect you. Why is it a big deal? Yeah, just let them have what they want. It's 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 only it doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. Of all and it the, made sense when powerlifting first started, and it was a very male dominant sport, and yes. there weren't that many females. Now it's it's I'd say it's even, if not yeah, a little bit more on one side. Well, either way, it's. I mean, just yesterday there was a female powerlifter on Ellen, like mainstream TV, deadlifting on TV for the whole world to see, and like that's huge. And why shouldn't they? As female athletes doing so much for the sport, why shouldn't they have the same advantages that men have? So that's part of it. That's that's one of the big things. Like she said, about six or seven feds have already hopped on board. Yes, we will change it. Yes, we will extend our weight classes. Not a problem. Yeah, so All that was it, really cool. It's just an administrative thing. A little bit of computer work. Boom, it's done. So good on them for the main event project. Go mm-hmm. give them a follow. If you haven't signed the petition already, go sign the petition. We're up to how many signatures? Uh, I just pulled it up. It looks like it's up to 3,477 so far. That is fantastic. So that, that's really cool. And it's ha- it's not even been up for a week. Yep, that is that is pretty amazing. I'm very happy with that. Amber Hansen, who's a good friend of ours, is obviously uh, one of the co-founders Along with, uh, I believe, Leah Reichman, uh, Rita West. Uh, No. No? No. It's Amber, Leah Reichman, Allison Hine, and uh, Tara Duncan. Well, there you go. I messed up, but there you go. Rita West? Where did that come from? I've been hearing her name recently. I don't don't know. Any goddamn way. Anyway. So what's next on our list here? All right. So main event project. Covered that. So let's talk about your training this week for a little bit. Because um, you didn't get to go live this weekend because it was Halloween. Uh-huh. Um, holiday weekend. it's Christmas. So. No, no, no. <laughs> we got one you'll holiday before You'll still that. get your turkey. Let I me live. I will get my fucking turkey. Um, so let's go all the way back to Wednesday. We'll start with like your Wednesday bench day and your Widowmaker. All right. So I've been using supercharged Rams for, I don't know, since they came out about two, two and a half years ago. And I still have my original... Uh, supercharged ram that is two and a half years old i got it at the 2019 arnold uh from kevin kevin Pittman gave me one uh to try out and use and uh that thing's strong uh but i you know i've just needed a change and the fact that rob farrell and his uh f8 line of product or at least the shirts for now are anderson uh products technically because we're the sole distributors for uh, all of his shirts so um I reached out to Rob and I said, "Hey Rob, uh, just wondering, what do your Widowmakers run? Like, what would it cost me?" B 
because that's not technically that's it's not a, uh, one of our products yet because we we're not distributing those. Uh, I said, "Oh no, you're good, man. I'll send you. I'll send you one." <laughs> I asked for one. He sent me three and a T-shirt and some stickers. Uh, I'm sure all of you or a lot of you have dealt with Rob Farrell. He is just an amazing ambassador for the sport. Fantastic businessman. Just gives, gives, gives. Yeah. Uh, he, very, he's doing a lot. He puts up a lot of prize money for meets so that we can, you know, get yep. more involvement and uh so i'm, I'm very privileged uh to be, be able to work with him very very kind man he sent me three widow makers uh two single loops and one double loop widow maker uh the red and black striped ones uh so i gave that a try on wednesday uh messing with placement on the chest and pulling it down or keeping it high on the neck uh so i pulled it down and i hit a single with like 850 and it flew up, and I was like, okay, okay, that's cool. So we went to 1,000 or 1,005, I forget. It was 1,005. 1,005. I'm the video right now again, yeah. And hit uh, a triple full range with that thing. So I was very pleased with that. Now, I feel like my uh, conceptual, future, uh, unborn child uh, felt that third rep, however... Uh, that shit was fucking difficult as hell. I'm going to come out of the womb with sore triceps. Yeah, uh, but freaking, uh, what happened was it was set, and when they were getting my hands out to me, the thing actually folded on itself. So my buddy Brian, who was handing off to me, goes, oh shit. So he grabbed it and he pulled on it, but it pulled up my chest when it flattened out. I was like, ah oh, shit, I lost some of the support. Fuck it, let's go for it anyway. Uh, yeah, I hit a triple. Yeah, range. Still, I mean, it looks very good. It's on his Instagram if you guys want to go watch it. Uh, um, I was very pleased it, with it that. It looks very good. I wasn't there that night, but... It's a excellent, amazing. excellent, excellent. It's my third video on my feed right now. But it was excellent, excellent set. Uh, I felt very strong. Definitely going to be adding those in for a lot of my uh, support work. Uh, so Rob Farrell added to my arsenal. So I can, I'm forever grateful that he's just... He's so giving... Uh, I, I only asked for one. He sent me a, a smorgasbord, yeah. and I was I was very pleased with that. So, yeah, that was awesome. That was a good uh, step forward for me. Yeah, good bench day leading up to this yeah, coming up. Yeah, exactly. Um, speaking of Rob Farrell, I saw the other night he's making his own bench bar. He's making his own bench bar. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure what the specs are yet. I'll have to ask him. I've only seen, so on the post that I saw, it was it just says 55 pounds, 30 millimeter. Okay. Um which is cool. Yep, so it sounds like it's a thick, well, a thick-ish bar. Uh, it's 55 pounds. I'm assuming being a bench specialty bar, it's probably got uh, extra long sleeves. Yeah. Uh, for those of you that don't know, we I bench with a saber tooth. That's the bar that we keep locked up at our gym and we use on Saturdays. Or in the case on a Wednesday when I'm going up to a grand. So I bench twice a week, Wednesdays and Saturdays. So in this case, on Wednesday, I was doing full range reps with 1,000. And then I went. <laughs> then I had my shirted bench day on Saturday, which is also, which was eleven hundred plus. So I'm benching that kind of weight, uh, sometimes more than once a week. Um, so the bench bar that'll be interesting to see what the specs are when it finally uh, gets released. Yeah, it looks really cool. Yep. So what do we got? All right. So let's see. Then okay. So you benched Wednesday. Yes. And then Thursday is just. Back day? Uh, Thursday is a lower body day for me. I have two of those a week. Uh, I'm just kind of putting it out there ever so recently that I am, in fact, doing lower body work. Uh, I squat twice a week, Thursdays and Sundays. 
Thursday is a bare knee walked out day. Normally for reps, sometimes on a, I go up to a one rep max sometimes. And then on Sundays, I take whatever bar I'm using that week and max it out in the monolift with wraps and a belt. Cool. And we'll get to what we did Sunday for sure. But, yep. Uh, yeah. So then you're off Fridays. And then Saturday is big bench day. And you didn't get to go live. So we can just talk about it now. Yeah. We went live in the gym. Uh, we had yeah, we recorded the whole workout, the, cool. the whole workout went live, uh, so we got everybody in there. It was we were live for like good god like two hours or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was pretty cool. Uh, my basic goal was to touch a one board, uh, which I did not do. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. So basically, what I was doing is I'm trying to still I guess still break in my two ply uh, super katana with a closed back. A lot of people are always confused when they see the closed back and they ask me why. Because uh, in this world of multi-ply, usually when you see a closed back, it's always single-ply. Um, I'm a big fan of closed back, period. Uh, I like the simplicity. Uh, I don't need the open back for the adjustability. I got other ways to adjust my shirts. Uh, besides all of you that just like to take the neck and just yank it down past below your sternum there. I don't, I don't do that kind of stuff. <laughs> I adjust them in other more subtle ways. But I also like it because it still entails or resembles a bench press shirt, okay, with a closed neck and a closed back. It still looks like a bench shirt. I just feel like it helps protect your shoulders a little bit more, too. It just keeps everything where it's supposed to be. I'm totally encased, yeah. like 360. I mean, yeah, the back is not stiff like the front, but I am completely enclosed in this in this mm-hmm. bench press shirt uh so i'm i like the i like the clothes back and it's just like i said it's more simple it's just one more thing i don't have to worry about oh it's too loose in the back tighten that strap tighten the bottom bottom strap oh the top one's too no fuck that just yeah it fits the same every time yep clothes mm-hmm. back I, I like that so it's more of a bitch to get on though it is a bitch i'll tell you that um and then i i confuse i have to actually in my video say this is a double single uh, or a you know double katana or a single katana because they look exactly the same <laughs> there's no that's why my, my training partners didn't even realize this saturday that I was in my double they thought it was a single until i told them uh no so i took uh my first working set i'll call it was a thousand five or 15 or something to a two board doubled it pretty easy uh went to 1155 uh took that to a one board and i had a miss groove in the very bottom that i had to correct that hasn't happened in a long time. Well, it always happens with multiply katanas. It all—it's never Maybe my single. Why, yeah, because you've been in your single for. It's the always last year. it's always the doubles. It's never or, or the, I've had triples in the past too. They're just so goddamn temperamental, in the bottom end of the bottom end of the lift. So. You handled it so well, though. I had that's what I mean. I came down and it like shifted. My elbow did some wanky thing, and I had to like correct that, catch the weight. Oh shit. Couldn't touch the board, so I pressed it up about maybe a half board away from the one mm-hmm. board. Uh, kind of missed the lockout on the misgrooved side, so ah, fuck it, threw it in the rack. Um, I I made a jump to twelve forty six. That was the math with the uh, big collars. I was gonna d- try and do a PR rep on the uh, two board with twelve forty six, either a double or a triple. Now we're thinking about it. We're like, no, let's try to do the intended goal for the day. Yeah. So I went back down. 
We went back down to 1175. You have to open that shirt. Yep. So. And the only way to do that is to go lower. So it took 1175, which came about the same distance, maybe just a hair closer to the one board, but I didn't miss groove because I you know, the heavier the weight, the easier it's going to be to force it down into the right position. Mm-hmm. If it's too light a weight, even though 1155 is not light, don't get it twisted. But if it's too light for the equipment and you try to force it down in the right spot, um, you might have a misgroove, which I did. So 20 more pounds came down better, and it came up better. I was, and it moved uh, very, very well. I was very pleased with that. Obviously, all of that footage, all that B footage behind the big lifts is all on my Patreon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a lot of listeners that are on my Patreon. I'm up to 60 members right now. Super happy about that and thankful. So thank you guys. Yeah, for everyone that supports his Patreon page, um, just thank you. Like, this is something he just wanted to do it just to put the information out there. Um, because, you know, when he was a young powerlifter, um, there really wasn't that, like, anything like that. Um, and, you know, it, he does put a lot of work into it. There's a lot of times where it's like one in the morning and he's like, oh, I have to edit all my footage together. And, oh, okay, give me an hour and then I'll come to bed. Like, um, so for everyone that's supporting him thank and doing you. that, thank you. We both say thank you. It is a pain in the ass. I, I, I tend to put videos up very late, sometimes the next day, but it does go up. Every workout, every set, every rep of every set. Sometimes uh, the training partners or the events that we've got going on. Yep. And I commentary over all of it. It's 10 bucks a month. So if you're interested, questions, yeah. yep. If you want, if you are interested in that, it's 10 bucks a month. You get to watch every single rep and set I do in the gym. It leads me to the big benches. So that was Saturday. It was it was very it moved well. I did some accessory work and did tricep murder after that. Uh, that sucked. It was cool. So Saturday was a success in one way. Uh, so I'm happy with that. Yeah. In hindsight, I don't know if I would change my mind now, knowing that you didn't hit the one board and that you stopped short again. If I would still have you do that or go up to twelve. I don't know. Uh, I mean, the most I've taken. Most I've attempted to take to a one board. Again, I'm talking polys, guys. I'm not. I don't. The band shirts are still not my thing. They're not working quite yet. Haven't still, figured them out yet. Haven't figured them out. Um, I'm very short, so they don't work as well as a long limb lifter. But most I've t- tried to take to a one board was twelve fifty five, and that hybrid shirt that I had for a while that I said speak to the hand of that crap. Anyway. Um, that was Saturday. That's what else we we had, we had Sunday also. Sunday squats. Squats. You debuted your squats on Instagram and everyone freaked out. Because all you guys fucking peer pressured me. You know who I'm. T- <laughs> if I, you know who you are if you're listening. God, not to name any hey, names. Alfredo had said right away that you didn't have to give in. Oh, uh, we just said but, it. But you name. wanted to play Bean Boozled. <laughs> so anyway. Any goddamn way. So I've been squatting for about seven or eight weeks, about a month and a half, give or take. Uh, and uh, so obviously my cycle is week one is safety squat bar. So that's Thursday and Saturday, rep day and then a max out day. Second week is camber bar for both days. And then my uh, third week is buffalo bar. Well, we have a Yukon bar, but it's essentially it's a curved bar. Okay. Uh, I don't do straight bar because my shoulders can't handle it. I'm not looking to compete. I'm just look. I'm just having fun. I'm I'm setting personal goals. So I took the Cambridge bar. That's an 85 pound bar. It's a mammoth monster bar. I hate moving that goddamn thing. It's 
so cumbersome. But it's so nice cumbersome. up your shoulders. You know? Yeah, that, I can squat with all three of those bars and have no shoulder issues whatsoever. Straight bar, yeah, go get fucked. So we wrapped up. Uh, like I said, that that was with belt and wraps, monolift. Uh, Amber, of course, on the wrap job. She is amazing with wraps. Amber can make you cry. And Alfredo's is apparently worse. So I got to get Alfredo in the gym on one of these Sundays to wrap my knees for me. Uh, you also have no pain tolerance when it comes to things like well, that. Well, you know, I so. can wear any kind of bench shirt you put me in and I'm fine. But you go to wrap my knees and I'm fucking sweating and crying and bitching. So. Or go to the chiropractor or chiropractic work is yeah chiropractic work uh my buddy jericho thank you for everything you do and fixing my broken body but jesus christ it it sucks you gotta think though almost 17 years of lifting i've never been worked on except for these last few months with jericho yeah and it's made a huge difference in your sleep and your recovery and your pain and yep He's really, he put my body back together. I had things out of place. I had no clue they were out of place, like my ulnas and my ribs and my yeah, scapulas. Yeah, your arms were hurting for so long. Like, you had, I remember sitting on the couch and you were like, heat nice and heat nice. And you're like, I think this is just pain that I'm going to have to have the rest of my life to do what I'm doing. And we just kind of accepted that. And then went and saw Jericho and he was like, yeah, your bones are in the wrong place. Let's, let's put those back. Snap, crackle, pop, back in place. <laughs> I'm doing much better. Yeah. Much we got better. sidetracked. So Saturday, or Sunday after we're doing squats at the Cambridge Bar, Amber's wrapping my knees. I'm doing working up to singles. Uh, went ahead, went up to 8.05 and tripled it. Again, that is on my page. It's my most recent video. Uh, I take a very narrow stance when I squat. I'm very, very quad dominant, a lot of forward knee travel. That is how I like to squat. I don't like to squat wide. I like my legs being, I like to feel my legs underneath me. I don't like squatting super wide, uh, especially like a geared lifter where you sit back and try to use all the uh, posterior chain, the ass quad, uh, how is it, ass hammies and lower back. I don't do that. I'm very, very quad dominant. I'm very comfortable with that. So yeah, um, first time ever in my life squatting 800 plus with no equipment. I was very pleased with that. Very, very happy. So uh, just, I mean, I told my Patreon members uh, over the weekend kind of what my goal was, catching them up to speed. But basically, this is in the gym, of course, guys. I'm not trying to compete. It's just a personal goal. Uh I want to be able to get my raw squat uh, here in the next few months. Hopefully, uh, the way things have been moving, every time I climb underneath the bar, whether it's a rep day or a max out day, I PR every single time. So it's been moving very well. I've got a good program going. I don't program like bench. I don't need to because I've been doing it for 13 years and I've been successful. Now, squats, I'm not as I, – I don't know quite as much. I'm learning. So I do have to have a, a set program for it. But anyway, it's going very well. So I'm hoping to squat 1,000 pounds uh, raw. Well, I'm not, I hope. I'm going to squat 1,000 pounds raw. Yeah, there you yeah, go. It's going Shift to. that mindset. And then, uh, then we'll go from there. Uh, I do eventually down the road, like a year and a half, year plus from now, want to get into a single ply full power competition. And I said single ply, not the multiply stuff. 
but I want to get my raw squat to a thousand before I do that. So that's. So when you squatted before, because you've never squatted a thousand, right? Even in gear. Nope. Uh, the most I've squatted equipped back when I was 20 years old, 21, was 900. Then I did a 903. And that was that. And the 903 was with no knee wraps. A lot of people were freaking. I was at one of the XPC finals at the Arnold. Uh, Are you still t- 220 then? I was 220 for. Definitely for the, I, t- I totaled a 2410 at 220 when I was 20 years old by a 900 squat, 810 bench, and a 700 pull. Um, and that was, you know, double, it was with boss briefs, boss suit, wraps. Uh, the second time I squatted nine, it was the same combination, but with no wraps. My highest uh, bench in a full power meet was 832. And then obviously I deadlifted that 700 pounds once. So anyway... Yeah, uh, for me to squat over eight for reps with no suit, no briefs, I never, that, that was a mental block that I finally busted through. Yeah. And now we're just kind of going to work up to the big goal. And I think it's going to happen very soon. One week at a time. But that was your last uh, heavy squat workout until after your meet, right? I, I might squat this Thursday heavy. This is my Buffalo Bar week. So probably Thursday I'll. Squat with a buffalo bar. Are you walking that out? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's a Thursday. I'll walk it out. Nothing on my knee. No sleeves. No no wraps. Just a belt. Uh, for reps. Heavy reps. No no heavy single this week. Because uh, Sunday we have to bench on Sunday this week. The next week we're going to be at north of the border. And then the following week is competition time. Yep. So that was my training for the week. Very, very awesome. Very uh, big mental barriers were broken for me. So I was very happy with that. Yeah. What's on the list now? Um... You want to talk about north of the border? That's kind of the next thing. Because you just talked about you're three weeks out from your meet. Yep. So two weeks, uh, we have north of the border, which is at Laura Phelps's gym in Cincinnati, or more specifically, Blue Ash, Ohio. We're from Ohio. We've never... Uh, we're uh, on the opposite side. Yeah, we're on the northern, northeastern part of the state. She's down on the southwest. Yeah. Uh, we've never explored that part of the state, so it'll be very interesting. We're going to go up with... Uh, we got like seven or eight, or six or seven people of our own that are competing and then another four or five that are going to help and watch so that's going to be a big fucking group i'm really looking forward to that mm-hmm. a lot of them have never even been to ohio now me amber katie uh i think that's it right that's it yeah. are from ohio everybody else uh you know virginia pennsylvania so that'd be really texas. cool texas yeah, well alfredo yeah and uh we got andrew and veronica coming up from texas Oh, are they competing? Yeah, Andrew's competing. Hell yeah. So we got a lot of people. I'm looking forward to that. I did have the pleasure to meet Laura at the WPO. I'll be, it'd be great to see her again. We're going to explore the area because we want to move to that area uh, tentatively next year about this time. Mm-hmm. Move to the Cincinnati or Dayton area of Ohio. So we are really looking forward to that. That's going to be very fun. We are trying, I am trying to get everybody uh, the privilege to go visit Elite FTS while we're there on Friday, the day before the North Border meet. I'm having trouble contacting uh, Dave. However, I did contact Sam, who uh, did answer me and say, yeah, I'm going to pass it on to Dave. He'll get in contact with you. I've not... Uh, spoken to him yet so I might give Sam my number and see if he can pass that to Dave so we can actually talk and I want these guys to you know experience a cool gym while we're home and I said yeah hey guys it's a cool gym it's big 
it's you'll you'll never see another gym like Lead FTS. Mm-hmm. You know, I say that West Side's cool because it's West Side. If Louie's there, that's cool. Other than that, West Side's a dump. It's 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 dirty. It's not what you expect. It's, like if you never saw any training footage and you just hear like West Side, West Side, West Side, and everyone hyping it up, like I was. I, you know, like I was expecting this like elite FTS kind of spot, and then we walk in. I'm like, the fuck is this? Why is there dumbbells everywhere? And it's and it's not the it's not the location that makes people. It's the people inside. Yeah. It's the the knowledge, and I get that. But it was very underwhelming. I was not me, Ryan Canelli, and Tiny Meeker all went there after the twenty nineteen Arnold. Actually, on the Sunday of the twenty nineteen uh, COVID Arnold, the one that sucked, um, and it was very twenty twenty Arnold twenty twenty. My bad. Because yeah, you got your bench. Yeah, the, 20, the weekend before. Yeah, the twenty twenty. My bad. Scratch that. The twenty twenty Arnold, the one that sucked. That half of it was canceled. The other half was allowed to happen for some reason. So went to West Side. Like I said, cool to see. Louis wasn't there because it was Sunday. George Halbert was there. got to meet him. But very underwhelming. I guess I was expecting something a little bit different. It was like 6 o'clock in the morning, though. That was also a thing. So, so. everyone was tired. And people ask me why I don't go to West Side, why I don't, you know, take that step. And I don't know. I think it's partly because of my upbringing on top of being in the military I've got a problem with authority and the idea of someone telling me what to do and how to do it uh, does not set well with me. And you haven't needed that. You know, you've done a very obviously very good job of policing yourself and uh, doing what works for you. Yeah. So, but it it was cool to see. But I say, hey guys, if you want a real experience, we have to go to Elite FTS. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm working on that. We will see. That gym's almost overwhelming. There's just so much. Like so... you could not even work out and just like be in there and look at everything and like look at all the pictures on the wall. Like if like... I went there for a bench day or a leg day, I'd be like, be I gotta, day. I gotta walk through this place mm-hmm. so I can see what's available, so I can do a bunch of cool shit and do stuff that I'll, you know, I could probably never do anywhere else because they have everything, everything plus some. So we're working on that. But yes, north of the border, we got a lot of people competing there. Looking forward to that and being in Ohio mm-hmm. for a short stint. So we're gonna check out some apartments maybe. Yeah, we're, we're gonna there, like check I said, out the area. Check out the area and see what it's like to live in that area. I mean it is Ohio. I'm I'm kinda I kinda know what to expect. But we'll we'll take a look. We'll see. Hmm. So what do we got? And then the following weekend we are in York. York Barbell Hall of Fame again. Me and Amber Hansen are competing together. She is doing bench only, and I am doing, guess what? I'm doing bench only too. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine that. I'm, so I'm uh, she competes Saturday, I compete Sunday, and uh, I think it's going to be a monumental weekend. Uh, she is going to do something special. I promise you that. I'm not going to reveal any numbers. Very exciting. Very, very, very exciting. Uh, I, I've said it from the beginning, the moment she walked into our gym, that I truly believe she was the future of the sport, and that's going to hold true. Uh, I'm I'm looking for a successful day. I always say that. I don't say what my opener is going to be, what I'm intending to do. I always say I want a successful day. It takes pressure away from me. Yeah. So. And especially like when we go to York, and I know north of the border is going to feel like this with so much of our unleashed, like, family there. It just, 
it's so fun. And it's just like it's any other workout. It's going to feel we're just, all just there. normal. We're going to tell yeah. jokes. We're going to laugh. We're going to, Katie might throw up. It's going to be this whole <laughs> thing. It's going to be this whole. I'll it's definitely just, cry. It's going to be this normal day. It's just normal weekend. We do this shit every fucking weekend. It's nothing different. Just chill. It's, you know, that's, that's, that's one way uh, to work with pre-meet anxiety. Just, just chill. Just make it. You do this shit every fucking weekend. It's no different. Yeah. Make it normal. That's why I tell my guys, like, don't get in my face and be all, come on, bro, let's get, you got to get this shit. You got this, man. You get my – don't do that. You don't do that in the gym. Just mm-hmm. crack a joke and make me laugh. Just, just yeah. say funny shit. Just do normal. Just make it normal. Like train like you compete and then compete just like it's a training day. Yep. Like it's I know so it's, much less pressure. I know it's a meet. I know it's official. But you got to make it normal. So that you, it's, it's, it's not a, you don't get that anxiety. Yeah. You're not going to psych yourself out. So yeah, we're excited for that. I'm hoping, like I said, to have a successful day, uh, because the double ply katana is not agreeing with me at the moment. I might make a small change in plans, but for now we'll leave it at that. We'll see. We're competing in three weeks. There we so go. So what do we got next? So then keeping with the theme of upcoming stuff this is the last big thing and then we'll get to some questions from um social media here um our cold strong scholarship is still going on so we're raising money through the end of this year up until december 31st we're just going to cut it off on the 31st it's easier for taxes um and then applications will open up on january 1st for teenage and junior athletes to apply to win a thousand dollars um and that thousand dollars it's called the scholarship but it's literally just for you to power lift um you know use it for meat use it for equipment use it for supplements use it for gym dues use it for whatever you need to help you power lift because we all know nobody gets paid to do this and people get it twisted that like, we say scholarship and they're thinking college it's not it's just a, the term we used because like it's not a loan it's like a grant almost so it is kind of like what a, a scholarship might entail but it's not like something you owe us back yeah no it's, we're giving you a thousand dollars to do your thing we we accept donations it's a non-profit it is registered as a non-profit organization and every thousand dollars we raise is one athlete we can help. So we are seven hundred. Yeah. We're seven hundred dollars away from helping our our third athlete. So we've raised two thousand. We're looking to get three thousand. Again, yeah. that's by donation. If and you donate more than a hundred, you'll be listed down as being one of the sponsors uh, of the Culp Strong Scholarship yep. for that year. That'll be on our website. Um, so that's pretty exciting. Yep. That'll get updated um, here at the end of the year. Everybody that donated. Um, so all next year you'll get to see who sponsored these athletes. Um, and it we've had so many people just come together and help us raise this money so far. And it's been absolutely amazing. Um, we'll send out bigger thank yous later. But um, we're going to host a meet. We're going to host a non-sanctioned push-pull meet at our gym where it's 50 bucks to sign up for it and all the proceeds go towards raising money for the Cold Strong Scholarship for Young Powerlifting Athletes. Mm-hmm. You show up, 
there's going to be you know just a couple of flights probably depending on how many people sign up for it. It's not going to be females first, males second, depending on how no. big your opener is. That is the order of the lifts. It's going to go by weight on the bar. It's not going to be females first. It's going to be male, male, female, female, male. It doesn't matter. It's just yep. going to be weight lifted, determines your placing in the flight. And then winners will just be the most simple coefficient. Most simple. Your total divided by your body weight. That's your score. How Highest many score How many times your body weight did you lift in your total? There's no dots. There's no none of this IPF garbage. It's just show up, have fun. Support this these next future athletes. Yep, get an Ironman push-pull total. And then the highest coefficient, I guess you'd call it, for female total and male total. Those two winners get the main prize, which is going to be, we'll reveal that later, but we'll get some cool prizes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say who it is or what it is yet. Exactly. We're still working on it. Um, and then if you're not local to the Manassas, Virginia area, if you can't make it to the meet in person, um, and tentative date right now is December 18th. We are going to sit down with Joe later today and figure out a little bit more about that. But um, we are going to host an online event virtual um, to where you would just submit your videos to enter. Um, and yeah, we'll go from there. We're still working that out as well. Um, but we're very excited to host our first scholarship meet. Just a small, fun show up, bench raw, deadlift raw, get a total. If you do really well, get some cool prizes. And that's going towards a good cause. Yeah, so if anybody's interested in um, doing that, just keep following Jim's Instagram. And we do have a Cold Strong Scholarship Instagram. You can check out some stuff on there. And then in the show notes of this episode, I will link um, everything about it yep. in there. <laughs> so that's the topics we have. Yeah, that was for a busy week. A very busy week. A very busy week indeed. So uh, before, this is the last section, like segment, I suppose it's called. Uh, the episode today, we're going to answer a handful of questions from the internet that I uh, put a question box out there, or she did it, because I don't know how the fuck you do that shit. <laughs> uh, we're going to answer some questions real quick. Yeah. What we got now? All right. So for a super heavyweight, what's more important, tight sleeves, tight chest plate, or both? Well, that's a very intricate question, because one, I don't know what you weigh, so we'll say you're 309 at minimum, super heavyweight. I don't know if that means multiply or single ply. So and what shirt? What you know? shirt? I don't know if you're doing metal, Inzer, Titan, Crane. I don't know. So, uh, interesting. Well, let's just dummy it down. Let's just do what I do. Let's just say you're single ply. You're super heavyweight, which I am also currently, as I talk to you now. Uh, tight sleeves on a single ply are super important. But I also think that a tight chest plate is super important. So basically what I'm trying to say is the shirt should fit you excruciatingly really fucking tight all the way around if you want to get anything out of it. So that's the easiest way I can answer that based on just the parameters of the question. So what's what's the next question? All right. Um, good question. This one, good They're all kind of good questions. Oh, kind of good. Um, this guy wants to know if you're ever going to try an overkill bench shirt and what your thoughts are on them. I will never try one because I am an Anderson-sponsored athlete. I am super loyal to the Anderson and Titan line of products, so that is a no. And that just, like, 
you're so good in a katana. Why change such if a good thing? If it's not broke, don't fix it. Exactly. Uh, no, I'm not going to try one. I have no need to try one. I've seen them before. The material is very interesting. I can see the difference in the fabric. It's completely different than what I'm using. If you look really close at Overkill, they look like little squares, almost like a canvas, kind of almost like SDP, but not stretchy. And then uh, the katanas are more of a kind of a wee, diagonal weave. It's kind of it's kind of cool to compare the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, what am I opinion on them? Well, they're they're popular shirts. I don't know how Rudy does business. I know he. He might make you wait for three, four, or five months before you get your piece. Uh, but yeah, I mean, a lot of people use them successfully. I mean, big squats, big benches. I know they're overkill. <laughs> they're difficult to use. I know the black overkills I've heard are notoriously difficult to touch with, which I can't imagine. I've had katanas that are virtually impossible. So an overkill, man. So I don't know anything about them because I've never actually used one. I never will because I have no need. And I'm also an Anderson-sponsored athlete. I've been one for the last 12 years. So that's a no. But cool question. Yeah, cool question. Uh, Does increasing your raw bench carry over to an increase in your shirt? I'd say slightly. So if you increase for an easy number, let's say you increase your raw bench from 300 to 350. Yes, you will see a little bit of carryover. I think there's going to be more carryover to, say, working on your work capacity, your 5x5s with a really, really narrow grip or hammering away on the reps and sets with your reverse grip or increasing your 5 rep max, uh, fingers touching the smooth close grip uh, three-board extensions. Mm-hmm. Okay, and what, I, what, I, what you know as a three-board press – I refer to as a three-board extension, just so you, to clarify. Um, I think there's, if you're looking to increase your shirt work or your shirt, uh, shirted bench, there's better areas to work on than your just back. your back, your tricep, than, than trying to just increase going from 300 to 350 or, you know, 400 to 420. I think there's better, I mean, if you want to increase your raw bench to increase your raw bench, go ahead. If you're trying to increase your shirted bench, Do I think... Things. That will help your shirt a bit. You need the carryover effect. And I think that ju- just purely increasing your raw bench up a little bit uh, is going to ha- it's gonna do a little bit of effect. But it's, there's, you can be put that effort elsewhere to be more effective. So what else we got? All right. This was the most asked question this week. Uh-oh. Are you preparing for a full power meet? <clears throat> well, currently, No. Currently, I'm just having fun and challenging myself, and I've got uh, personal goals, like I mentioned before, that I want to meet. I want to get my raw squat that's wrapped and belt uh, to 1,000 pounds in the gym. I don't care what bar I do it with, probably a buffalo bar. If I'm being honest, it's probably going to be the buffalo bar. Uh, so, I mean, then after that, after I attain my goal of a thousand pound raw squat, then yeah, maybe, you know, within a year, year and a half, I I do want to do a single ply full power meet. Kind of beat that total that you've had since you were a junior. By a significant amount, I'm I'm hoping. I'm not going to go to a full power meet and not (laughs) not perform the way I want to. I'm going to be fully prepared to do the numbers I want to fucking do. So in hindsight, yes, 
but we're talking very long term. He's not like in a meat prep for it right now. I'm just having fun. Yeah. I'm just literally having fun and trying to challenge myself by doing something different. Raw squatting is pretty different than equipped bench. Yeah. So that's it. But you're yeah. building those legs. I mean, it's only going to help leg drive and everything else. Yeah, so. like, yeah, I suppose. So it's fun, though. I'm having fun. That's the most important thing here. Cool. What are your thoughts on deload weeks? I think they suck. That's it. <laughs> That's it? That's it. You never deload? Nope. Okay, but you also have to keep in mind that you're a freak. Okay? Thank you. You're like an alien no, I'm not. species I'm human. who clearly doesn't like never needs a deload. So think about if you were an average, normal human being, do you think deload is, makes sense? Also no. Really? That's just the way my brain works. I'm I think... just saying, like, we've had training partners in the past that you've pushed their CNS, like, heavy, 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 heavy every week and didn't program in any deloads, and then they started, like, yeah, digressing. Yeah, felt very bad. And so I... you gave them a deload, and then they were fine again. It took more than a couple weeks. I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> deload doesn't make sense in my brain. So just me personally, I think they suck, but I think that's what they want to know. So, and I, I'm only me, so I don't know about so other I guess, people. Well, try it, you know. If you need deload, deload. I don't need deload, so I don't do it. Yeah. Hey, that's, that's that's a, a good answer. That's like, an easy you don't, one. You don't need them, I guess. I, don't, I think they're dumb. I, I think they're but. stupid. So anyway, no, no deload. Fuck that. <laughs> um, this one here, I'm not. Let, let, I'll just ask it. How to arch in a bench shirt? Just do it, I guess. That's what, you, I mean, you are just fucking raw, just, just do it. I mean, you might have to make some adjustments. It's, it's, it's very different being in a shirt. Most of your arch has to come from your thoracic part of your spine, the upper back. You cannot create a big arch with your lower back. For one, it's not going to be effective. Two, it's going to fucking pulverize those lower vertebrae. So... I suppose maybe work on some thoracic flexibility. I've never done that shit. I've just consistently worked on my arch over the course of these 13 years competing. And that's how I've developed it. You also have to have some extreme, not just upper back strength, upper back endurance uh, to be able to maintain a big arch under heavy load for the duration of the entire lift. Because your max effort lift, your true max effort lift might last 5, 10, 15 seconds. And you're under load the entire time. So you have to have not only, like I said, not the the upper back strength to maintain the arch, but the endurance to maintain that arch over a long period of time. So I cannot stress how important upper back training is. Uh, If you think you're doing enough, I promise you you're not. That's that's what I always say. I'm not doing enough. Never enough. Never enough. There's my simple answer. Just do it. All right. So then we'll make this one the last one here. Um... I thought this was a really good question. Like, oh. I've read it in my head a couple times. All right. And I, too, want to know this answer. Oh, shit. What a what? How do you decide if the next set is going to fry your CNS? Is uh, that a decision that you, like, know ahead of time? Like, oh, this one, I'm going to get the shakes. Or are you just doing it, and if it happens, it happens? No, I, I can usually tell if my all-time best. So, for example, I had one of the worst... CNS overloads two weeks ago when I hit my 1100 for five reps off a two board. That one was a bad one. That was, it was long and hard and it sucked. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) um, 
<clears throat> anyway, so no, uh, I can. If my all-time best was four reps, um, it's fun because I can actually watch my CNS adapt by weight or reps. So the first time I hit a thousand pounds for a double to a two board, um, that sucked. I was like, whoa, oh, that, that's, oh boy. I came back the next week and my goal was to triple it off the same board. So I did one and two reps. The second rep didn't screw me up at all. As soon as I broke my elbows to come down for the third rep, I started, my vision blurred, my hearing went away. That rep overloaded me and I knew, I kind of knew that. And then the next week, uh, I did a single with 1,050 to a one board. Whoa, okay, that was pretty heavy. Came back the next week and doubled it. The first rep was fine. The second rep, as soon as I broke my elbows to come down for it, vision blurred, herring went away. Uh, so the, then the first time I did 1,100 pounds for reps off a of two board, I did three or four. And that screwed me up. And the second time I tried it, let's just say the first time I did three, I went for four the next time. One, two, three, I was fine. Came down for the fourth. Vision went away. <laughs> I can watch it happen week by week by week, whether it be by more weight, more reps, or lower boards. But once you do it, it will never happen with that thing again. So I could, so for example, if I this weekend tried to do the 1100 for six, not just five, I almost guarantee my competitive career. That if I went for five, nothing would happen. It would still hurt. Don't get it wrong. My wrists would hurt. Everything aches. But I would be fine. I would. I my vision would stay fine. My hearing would stay where where it is. If I came down for number six, I could guarantee as well my competitive career that I would experience the CNS overload. So I can actually track it. So it's something I'm very very aware of. Or if it's like, if I would have tried that 1246 for reps off a two board this weekend instead of staying on a one board, that would have overloaded my the shit out of my fucking yeah, CNS. Sure. So I can track it. It's something I'm aware of. It's That's not, cool. I think it's cool. It doesn't just happen. I, I know like, oh, this, this set's going to suck. This set I'm probably not going to be able to see. And I told people that when I did reps one, two, and three with 1,100 pounds, I was fine. Reps four and five... I was blind, and I almost couldn't hear anything. I could hear, like, muffled voices telling me what I couldn't see. I could see some shades of color and some light in the background. That's funny, because those muffled voices was literally everyone screaming at you. So I had to rely on their screaming at me to tell me what what was going on, because I couldn't fucking see what I was doing. That's how bad my CNS was overloaded. But then the next week I came in, I was doing 1175 yeah. pounds off of one boards and stuff so and the cool thing is like in the meet you only have to do one rep with weights that i handle all the fucking time so you'll be able to see and hear and all that and we won't have yeah. you right there yelling at you i've never had a cns overload in, in, at a meet have you ever had them like deadlifting or squatting or is it only when you bench it's only bench because i'm not squatting 1120 pounds or deadlifting huh 1120 pounds Still, like when you were starting have you always just benched more than everything else uh no no i mean i was when i was squatting in the nines i was benching in the sevens and eights so it never had i mean 1100 plus is very unnatural a lot more unnatural forces on the body than say seven eight or nine hundred even though those weights are heavy i'm not trying to you know uh, downplay how heavy those weights are but they're not as unnatural as a thousand, thousand fifty, eleven hundred, eleven hundred and twenty, twelve hundred fucking pounds. Yeah. 
those weights are super unnatural on the body. And that's what causes my CNS overloads. And they're not seizures, for fuck's sake. I keep getting that shit. Oh, you're getting seizures. You're going to be in a wheelchair. Well, they're not seizures. It's not what it is. And it's been, what, 14 years of... Yep, you this, take uh, that and shove it. It's not a, it's not a seizure. I mean, it is scary. It looks like a seizure. Well, it's just but... involuntary muscular contractions, and I when I'm going blind and I can't hear anything. It's like restless legs. It's just for your yeah, body. it's it's just it happens sometimes. But it's never happened to me. You should not try weights at the meet that you've not already handled in the gym. I'm a big believer yeah. that the meet is not the time to experiment and try things you've never fucking done. Do that shit in the gym. My work capacity in the gym is through the roof. I vomit. I convulse. I end up on the floor for 10 or 15 minutes after yeah. some of these bench sets. Got your cans of oxygen. Yeah. But when I go to a meet, the meets are easy because I'm doing one rep. Yeah, with weights that I, day. weights that I rep in the gym, or weights that I had, you know, I had two hundred pounds over when I compete or when I try at the meet. So, that's my belief mm-hmm. system. Don't experiment at the competitions. Be successful. Hit your goals. But if you're trying to bench eight hundred pounds, that should not be the first time you are handling eight hundred pounds at the meet. You should handle eight hundred pounds in the gym all the damn time. Get used to it. Get strong with it. Get confident with it. Get confident with eight fifteen or nine hundred, and then try to bench it into meat. That's my mm-hmm. basic philosophy. So you might not like shake and stuff. Sorry, I just have a follow up question. What? I don't know why I don't know the answers to these. Oh, um, so I I know you don't like shake and stuff when you squat and deadlift, but do you ever like lose your vision or not be able to hear during like your 805 for example no, that that's the was... most you've ever done like did you well those most I've ever done raw yeah so are you saying like because your body has handled 1100 just in a different like laying down instead of standing up that like the 800 didn't affect no you? it's a different type of force being that it's going through my entire body from top to bottom uh from all the way from my shoulders down to the floor but um, now when I was in my single-ply pair of briefs that one weekend with that wide stance and the whatever, mm-hmm. there was pressure there from the equipment binding up. That's how it works. The pressure, the equipment works from compression, and that compression made my vision cross. I was Is that going, the picture that, that I was have? the picture. <laughs> uh, that was making my vision kind of blur, but raw... Yeah, there's pressure of the of the bar on my body, but there's not pressure of equipment compressing my body. Oh, okay. That's why I've never convulsed or felt seeing so us over. It's more from like the intense compression. I think it's the intense the compression of the equipment pushing on your body. I wonder if it's like a lack of oxygen thing from like that much pressure. Well, I, I can't imagine the amount of O2 I'm burning up during one of these big lifts. I'm sure it's a lot, yeah. but it would be cool to like track it, but also I don't probably want to know the answer. I don't either. I'm just gonna keep doing what I do <laughs> the way I've done it for the last fine. 17 years, guys. Yeah. So that was the last question. Uh, thank you all for being here today. This is our Tuesday episode where we rant and bullshit about some topics and questions. Yeah. Kolb Strong Power Podcast comes out on Tuesdays. And Thursdays, Thursdays, of course, being the time where we interview a young and upcoming powerlifter. Look forward to this Thursday's interview with Harley Adamson, a 19-year-old raw powerlifter from Ohio, one of Amber Hansen's clients. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool. So look forward to that episode. Thank you all very much for being here. From me and Katie, 
Yeah, and I'll link everything per use in the show notes so you guys can check out um, scholarship stuff. Please check that out. Check out our page. Um, if you know any young lifters in the teenage junior division, send them over so we can, A, maybe get some more interviews going, um, and B, make sure they know to apply come January. There you go, guys. So please look forward to question boxes going up in my stories for these upcoming episodes. You can ask us anything you want, lifting or life-related, okay? And then also look forward to me going live on the weekends. I like to go live on Saturday or Sunday nights around 7 or 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time to talk about the bench training I had that weekend. Yeah. And now it might even be the squats I have that weekend. So That's true. tune in that weekend for going live and on you Instagram. you can ask them questions live, get your answers right away. And then we might even start recording those ones and putting them up for those that missed the live. We'll just put them up here on the podcast. There you go, guys. So, hey, thanks again Thank for you. being here. Look forward to the next episode. we got Thursdays and Tuesdays. You'll have a good rest of your day. Have a good week.